0: This week, Amber had her witnesses testify in court, but I don't think things panned out the way Amber imagined. That's what we'll be looking at today in the show. You're listening to The Virginia Truth. Welcome back to another episode of the Virginia Truth with me, Knackle. Thank you once again for listening. And today I'm going to continue looking into Amber Heard's witnesses. And um, I have to say some of them were very short. There was was a couple that were like 11 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, And really, they didn't get much from them. And I kind of feel for... um, You know, I think I might have made fun of Elaine at times, who's Amber's lawyer because she does make some very rookie errors, like not pressing the button to speak. You know, when you have a microphone on your desk and when you want to speak to the judge, you have to turn the microphone on. Pretty normal, pretty common, I guess. But she always seems to forget and it does. It's quite amusing. It's quite amusing. But um, no, look, I I do make fun of her in a very light way, of course. And, And we have to. This is a very serious trial. It's about a serious issue. And I think sometimes you need, you need, you need need a bit of light, light relief, you know, Uh, harmless fun, harmless fun. So love you, Elaine. Um, But um, no, I think I feel sorry for Elaine and I feel sorry for the rest of Amber's legal team because, you know, there's there's people out there and legal experts probably thinking these, these witnesses aren't doing much for Amber. They're supposed to be supporting Amber, making Amber's case stronger. And they spent much of last week after sort of Monday and Tuesday, so Wednesday and Thursday, two days, two full days really, where they didn't, their witnesses didn't help Amber. If anything, they helped Johnny. If anything, Amber's witnesses helped Johnny because because of their lack of credibility, because of their stories that they said. So let me start by talking about Ellen Barkin. Ellen Barkin is, well, they're framing it in the media as though that was his ex-girlfriend. I mean, she was a fling. She was a friends with benefits type of thing. And it's very funny because Ellen Barkin made it clear that their relationship was sexual and not romantic. And she made a point of pointing that out. It was it was quite funny um, when she did that. It was sort of cringy as well, I guess, a little bit. But I get it. You know, She wants to make it clear that their relationship was sexual and not romantic. But anyway, that's not what the people are running with. They're saying it says ex-girlfriend. It was, a, it was a short fling. It was a short fling. But anyway, she was brought in. A short fling from the 90s early 90s by the way from 1994 how how relevant but anyway it is where it is they brought her in and the only thing that she said which which was like meant to meant to hit us all with a with a shocker she said um that she she once saw johnny depp throw a wine bottle and it wasn't at anybody it wasn't towards anyone it was just in anger most likely he threw a wine bottle and uh, yeah, I mean, that was it. I mean, how compelling, how damning is that? You know, <laughs> it was just, it was just bizarre. But um, as in why she, why was she so relevant? She actually brought nothing. She brought nothing, as did the other people, by the way. I think even her friends that didn't support Amber that well, um, if they really were going to support Amber, they would have come into court. And I think they would have been more precise with what they had to say. And there would have been more damning evidence as well. But hey, that's never going to happen because we, we've we heard the audio recordings. We know who the abuser was or we have a good idea who the abuser was if we don't want to jump to conclusions already. So yeah, I actually saw a funny joke actually, which was about you know, that they, would, they, they might as well call him Johnny Depp's babysitter at this point because she might have seen him throw uh, a milk bottle you know uh, which which I thought was quite funny I, I read that somewhere um, so yeah I thought it was quite funny because they're, they're literally clinging on to small things and this is why I come back to the point about Elaine and why and, and the rest of Johnny Depp's um, Amber Heard's legal team is because I, I think they're trying their level best to defend someone who is quite clearly guilty um, and, and that's why they, they're you know really really scraping at the barrel here you know trying to get these these witnesses in who don't have anything to offer really um but anyway yeah i mean ellen worked with johnny in fear and loathing um which was fear and loathing in las vegas i haven't seen that film um but i've got the book um but yeah no idea how that film is i know it's, it's meant to be crazy and a trip um but um Yeah, she said that that was when he switched the buttons. Those are her words. Switched the buttons on their relationship. And they started to meet up a few times a week. And she says that that's when their friendship went from purely platonic to a romantic one. And then a few moments later she was like, can I change that to sexual? So she wanted to let us know that it was sexual. We get it. Thanks, Ellen, for for making that clear. Um, And yeah. Like I said, the only thing she's been, she said that was meant to make us go, "Ooh, what a crazy guy Johnny Depp is!" He threw a wine bottle across the room. Again, this was not aimed towards anybody. It was in anger. I think we've all maybe thrown things in the past in anger. Um, maybe not wine bottles, but things. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just think, what does what what? How is that going to change anything? You know? Um, because at the end of the day we all know Amber was throwing things, we've heard that in the audio recordings um so it doesn't really mean anything it doesn't mean that he was an abuser and that's the whole point you know he he didn't abuse anyone still like that's not nobody's been able to come out and say oh he he abused me like not another person I mean you know so that's an interesting one I'm sure if that was the case I think if, if, if Ellen for example came in and said oh you know he he abused me or he did this to me I think that might have been more more damning Um, But um, yeah There was Johnny actually said About the sexual element In the past He said this in the past He said A sexual element began With Miss Barkin Which lasted for months On and off really Because she was making the film I was making at the time Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas He went on to say That she wanted a proper relationship with me And I did not want that I didn't feel the same about her As she did me And I suppose From that moment on She became very very angry and since then i have not spoken to miss Barkin. so i think that confirms maybe uh, a motive for ellen um to to uh, to come into court and testify against johnny but again she didn't say anything that was going to be a damning um you know nothing that i that i feel was important so i don't understand i think they wasted their time with that one probably wasted time with a with a lot of the others to be fair um but anyway the other one they got in was Josh Drew. Josh Drew, as I mentioned, lived uh, with Johnny, um, not with Johnny, as in lived next door in the penthouses, him with Raquel, and there was also IT Wright at, at some point, and there was Amber Sister Whitney, so they were all living there, living their best life, free, no rent, no rent at all, living in a very expensive penthouse. They must have felt like they hit the lottery. And, um, but Josh deposition was actually from November 2019. So, you know, slightly outdated, I would say in a way, but relevant still, I would say, because obviously at the, end of, at the end of the day, things haven't changed. Whatever happened in 2016 happened in 2016. So it doesn't really matter in a sense, but I still feel like they might have had different views on things. You know, there's been a lot that's come out in the last couple of years. And yeah, I think they might have thought twice about saying some things or... Hey, I'm not saying they made things up, but maybe you would think twice about making things up, knowing that there's a lot of evidence out there in the press already, in the media already, on on the internet as well. So anyway, what was interesting about Josh Drew, which I think he slipped up a little bit here, was he said that Amber Heard had late night visitors at the house more than 30 times, he claims, while Johnny Depp was away. And he was then asked, did you ever notice anyone visiting Amber Heard at night while Johnny Depp was away? And he said, during that time I was living there, yes. And then he went on to say, on how many, he was asked, how many occasions? He says, I wouldn't be able to estimate. So clearly it was a lot. But then obviously he was pushed a bit further. And then he eventually said, well, he was asked, was it more than 30? And he was like, yes. Um, And then then he was even asked, was it more than 50? (laughs) and uh, he said i can't speculate and he said i was qu- i was there for quite some time um but anyway yeah he he did not sort of add to that but then um you know he he was he was sort of hesitant i think he realized he'd probably said a bit too much there you know i think he realized that oh wait a minute this is not going to benefit amber so he was like um so the questioner was asking him you know he said i'm just talking about visitors at night when johnny depp was away and he says again i can't say with any specific specificity Um, he was asked when did that first happen when did it first happen that you were aware of like when was the first time somebody came in uh, when Johnny was away and he said I I mean I would say pretty early on but again there's no context to it so yeah I thought that was very revealing you know so the key thing there was he said that Amber would have late night visitors more than 30 times hmm interesting um you know again I think he regretted saying that because he tried to backtrack a little bit but (laughs) Listen, you've said you've said your piece, mate, you know, and then at the end of the day, it's made it's made that very clear. So this is the thing, it's very likely that Amber Heard was cheating. Um, and if indeed Johnny Depp didn't trust her, because that's also a narrative they like to go with Johnny was very jealous, Johnny was always jealous, he was envious of Amber. Um not sure how true that is but if it is true then again how can you blame the guy you know he there's constantly people coming in and out of your apartment when you're not there and plus there's many other dubious stories out there about amber and her cheating so of course he may he probably was well within his right to do that maybe he was well within his right to be insecure and you know be jealous i'm not i don't think he was by the way i don't really believe that he was jealous um of amber not the way she claims Um, So, I don't believe that that story, but I'm just saying, even if he was, you can understand it. Um, Because she was behaving in just not an ordinary fashion. And they're trying to paint him out as this crazy guy that he, well, not they, Josh Drew wasn't trying to do that as such, but Amber has tried to do it in the past where she's like, oh, you know, Johnny wouldn't trust me. Johnny would always, you know, doubt me and he was crazy and he was seeing things. Well, no, maybe he wasn't seeing things. Maybe things were there. Maybe things were pretty evident. There was a key part of Josh Drew's testimony that was left out uh, of this trial but it exists the video is out there so you know of his deposition and it was about the fact that Amber had a threesome with Elon Musk and Cara Delevingne and again this was while she was in a relationship with Johnny so again this this Contradicts what Amber said. Now, this wasn't played in court. Um, not sure why. I guess there may be the reason for hearsay, um, but I thought it was important because Amber claimed that she didn't meet Johnny. Well she, well, she didn't meet Elon after working with him on the film. She didn't meet him until much later. After after the relationship with Johnny was with Johnny was over. However, Josh Drew claims that she had a threesome. She cheated on Johnny with Elon Musk, basically and Cara levine. so that was very interesting I thought that would have been quite interesting so I, that was obviously not played in court but that clip is there so Josh Drew has said this himself Josh Drew being Amber's friend and I think he was I would say that out of every, all of Amber's friends that were questioned he was I think the one that was talking a little bit openly you know he was the most open I felt like Raquel Pennington for example her speech was so slow she spoke like a turtle she constantly looked confused it just didn't seem like a natural deposition like she was not talking very comfortably she wasn't talking coherently and it was so strange and it was just weird it was very difficult to watch by the way but um out of everybody i felt josh drew kind of he spoke fluently um whether or not he was telling the truth or not is another story you know you can speak fluently when you're lying it's not it's But um, the reason I I pointed out he spoke fluently was because he, I think, slipped up more. Because obviously if you're speaking a lot more and you're talking a lot more, you let things out a lot more. And people like Raquel were talking at, like I said, a turtle speed, you know, very slow. So Raquel's not going to slip up. She's not really going to say something she doesn't intend to because she's talking that slow. However, with someone like Josh Drew, because he's just rolling and saying loads of things... He's slipping things out. So he slipped things out about the threesome. He slipped things out about more than 30 visitors when Johnny Depp was away. So I felt like that was just interesting. But again, this is what I was saying. Josh Drew is speaking on behalf of Amber. And yet I think his testimony probably benefited Johnny um, more than it did Amber, which is just ironic, really. This episode is sponsored by Treehouse, who have the best online boot camps for coding and design. Let me ask you a question, guys. Are you ready to launch your new career in coding? Treehouse has one of the best and most affordable online classrooms for you. Treehouse have rethought the learning process and built a proven system to get you the skills and knowledge you need to achieve your goals. When you're done with a course, you haven't just watched a video, you learned, practiced and absorbed a concept or choose to build a portfolio, create a network and land your dream job with their bootcamp style tech degree program. Remember, you could be a complete rookie and have zero experience in coding. Treehouse is for everyone. Land a dev job this year, whatever your goal, Treehouse will get you there. And as a listener of the Virginia truth, Treehouse have provided a special discount link, especially for you guys. So get 50% off your first month as a podcast listener. You can find the link in the description box of this episode. Now let's get back to the Virginia truth. Speaking of Raquel, Raquel Pennington, sometimes referred to as Rocky. Let's look at her deposition, shall we? And like I said, it was very difficult to watch, very slow. But, um, yeah, she was talking about the relationship, and as, as, as everybody has said, when I say everybody, I mean all of Amber's friends, in the beginning, it was great. She said, in the beginning, I wasn't worried. Towards the end, when the physical abuse was more evident, I was worried. And she said, I was worried for her physical safety. I was worried that when he turned, he might accidentally do something that was worse than he ever intended. Uh, that sounds like a line that Amber's used previously, so clearly, there's been some kind of agreement there in the past, um, because a lot of these stories seem to have like a similar narrative. Oh, Johnny was this drunk, guy. and it's a narrative amongst just the small select group of people. By the way, it's not a narrative that is backed up with any evidence or hard data. Um, the you know we're not we haven't seen any audio recordings that suggest that was the case. Um, so all of these allegations are mere allegations. But anyway, that's what Raquel is saying. Um, and she said that she was afraid for Amber. Um, because Johnny was apparently very unpredictable. And um, again, they were so worried for, for Amber that they just allowed her to be in that relationship for as long as they did. Like, you know, they, they're saying they were really scared for her. Um, but it was strange because this was this was the part which I thought was weird because she said i was scared for amber and i was sad for her and i was also sad for johnny as he was my friend too she said i and i really wanted i wanted them to be able to get it together now again this goes back to what i said before when whitney mentioned that about her sister where she would play the marriage counselor after johnny would apparently beat her sister up if you're beating my sister or my friend up i don't want to be a marriage counselor i don't want you to get it together i want you to leave I want you to leave because if I'm that, and this is what she said. She said I'm, I was so on one hand, she's like, I was worried that he might do something like that. He doesn't intend to, um, meaning you know something devastating like he might hurt her, you know, beyond comprehension. Then you would not want your friend that you care for or love or your sister to be with that person that does that. You wouldn't. I would not allow that. If I had the inkling that my friend was in a relationship where the person she's with could possibly kill her or really harm her i'd do everything in my power to get her get her out of that relationship and i, I wouldn't it wouldn't be something that i would keep quiet about you would do something about it so it's strange it's strange and how you can then come out and say i really wanted them to be able to get it together why why he's he's apparently gonna kill her he's apparently beating her up so why do you want that um so i think that again feels it feels very revealing I mean, the other motive might be because she would lose her rent-free apartment, because she uh, penthouse. <laughs> I always call the penthouse the apartment, but same thing really. Um, slightly different, I guess. But yeah, um, but yeah, the the penthouse. Um, sh- they were living there rent-free, so that would be taken away from her. So you know, you can see why she's uh, why maybe that that might be a reason. Um, but yeah, I just I just don't know. I can't buy that. But um, another thing that she mentioned, Raquel, because you know we have to talk about what she said, even if it does seem dubious, she said, "I, I wouldn't want my friend." Uh, she said, "Johnny would be, would would be acting like his wonderful self for a certain portion of an occasion where people were hanging out, or sometimes just privately at home." And I never knew what caused it. The switch would happen. He would sometimes go off by himself, or his mood would change to something darker. But again. There was no specific indication as to what was the incident So what would he do when he was darker? She didn't elaborate on that And you know, him going off by himself, big deal Like, you know, you want your space, you go off by yourself I mean, what's the problem? You know, again, you, you, these the, the thing is, is that they're trying to paint the picture And this is why they can't come up with specific instances You know, Amber did come up with some specific instances at times Probably because they were made up Because there was nothing to back her up with her stories But these guys can't Maybe don't have the same imagination that Amber does Maybe they're not as twisted And so they will always say things vaguely Like oh he would go off by himself Yeah but elaborate how was that bad Or his mood would change to something darker Okay tell us more Tell us more what would he do Um, You know whether whether she'd tell the truth on that or not But still what do you have to say So um, yeah it's it's bizarre It's bizarre and it's worth remembering as well that Raquel and Josh, they were with Amber when she appeared with her bruise on her face. You know, the one um, on the 27th, on May 27th, 2016. You know, that infamous, infamous picture, which was, was leaked. Well, was it leaked? It was taken by the media, the paparazzi, where Amber was with that bruise on her face. But the very next day, on the 28th of May 2016, that that bruise is is gone. And again, like, Amber must be superwoman, you know, because her bruises seem to disappear like that. Or oftentimes she can break her nose and you won't know because you just can't see it. (laughs) You know, she she really must be superhuman if if her scars and everything is disappearing that quickly. And by the way, I feel like there's a lot of misinformation on the internet sometimes when people are trying to talk about Amber or Johnny. Whether you're pro-Johnny, pro-Amber, whatever, there is a lot of misinformation from both sides, to be fair. However, I feel like there doesn't need to be. There doesn't need to be misinformation because if you're trying to, to prove that Amber was lying about things, there's plenty of real evidence on that. But the point about this story is this sort of story can sound a little bit fishy. Like, is this true though? How can you prove it? Well, you can literally Google this. So if you Google Amber Heard May 27th, 2016, you'll see the bruise and the pictures that she's, she's running with there. Then you, on literally, if you Google Amber Heard 28th, May 2016, there's articles of her pictured on that day with no bruises, happy as Larry. Um, so when I when I speak on a misinformation, I'm saying that sometimes there's some stories out there that are a bit dubious. I always say that just just fact check everything um, because honestly, like there's no need. I think sometimes Amber Heard people that are backing Amber Heard, they're coming out with some absurd stuff in general. They don't have much going for them. People that support Johnny Depp sometimes also come out with some stories that, that aren't true, um, or they're, they're slightly fabricated. That this was said in court and it, it wasn't said at all. But you don't need to do that. You know, if people are doing that, um, they don't need to be doing that because there's plenty of real evidence that is in Johnny's favor as it is. So you don't need to make up stories. You don't need to add to that because what that does is it just gives the media something to to buy into and they're saying, well, look at Depp's fans. They made this rumor up and they're lying. And it, you, you know that kind of art, those kind of type of headlines aren't necessary. Um, because there's a constant theme that the people that are supporting Johnny Depp are just Johnny Depp fans. When in reality, as I've said many times, the, most of the people I know, including myself, we're not necessarily Johnny Depp fans. I mean, nothing against Johnny Depp; but he seems like a great guy, to be honest. Um, seems very talented. But it's just when I say like I'm not, a, I've never been a fan. It's because I've never really watched his movies that much. You know, I've seen a couple of his movies, never seen Pirates of the Caribbean or any of those major films um the the key film I remember seeing of his is Blow but again like I'm not really I don't really look at artists and think oh I'm a fan I just enjoy people's work and that's that so and a lot of people I know they they don't know much about Johnny Depp either but they support him because they believe him and this is what it's about it's about the truth and so what I'm saying is is that if you do support Johnny you don't need to make up stories to or don't or, or don't share stories that aren't true because it just means that you know you're fueling the fake news and It it doesn't look good in general, and like I said, the media are waiting for it. And you don't need to do that because you know what? There's plenty of information that you can share out there that does prove that Johnny Depp is innocent, but it's real information as well. Uh, As I said, pick things out from the audio tapes. Pick things out from the courts. Uh, There's plenty. There's plenty. Um, I just thought I'd point that out there because I, I just feel like sometimes there's some really strange stories that I read and I'm like that's just not true guys you know like I'll be on social media and some random thing will pop up and I'm like that did not happen in court like they'll say this was said in court today and I'm like no it no it wasn't it wasn't said at all uh there's no need but um Amber Heard supporters are doing the same I guess so yeah I guess that'll be people there's always going to be misinformation on both sides it's always going to happen anyway going back to, to Raquel um she took loads of random pictures by the way um so this is interesting as well because Raquel never has any pictures of Amber's injuries. Like I mean conclusive pictures. You know like because Amber would have all these horrific injuries and yet there's very few pictures that prove that. Now again I'm not saying that everyone's friend should take pictures of their friends injuries. I'm not saying that that's, that's normal, but I repeat that in the context of this situation it is it is abnormal. It's abnormal that Raquel didn't take pictures of Amber because she takes so many pictures of everything else. So if, if Raquel never took any pictures, I'd say, yeah, fine. It's completely normal that she didn't take pictures of Amber's injury. But it's the fact that she actually took pictures of the apartment. So this was when there was things thrown around in the house, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, where Johnny had probably smashed things up or thrown things down. But I, I said before, those pictures are really weird. That The ones that Raquel showed. Because there'd be like a random wine bottle on the floor or, or a glass on the floor or something. and It's just like, it's just so strange it, it, there's no first of all it doesn't even look that bad secondly there's no proof that Joy did that there's, there's 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 as much chances that you could have done that uh, somebody else could have done that you could have had a random person come and done that it could have already been there it could have been anyone that put that wine bottle there or whatever so there's no it doesn't mean that Joy did that and also it doesn't prove a great deal to be honest um, but they, they do like to run with that and there is there is some solid allegations out there that, uh, that those pictures were staged anyway um I mean I think we would we would assume that anyway uh, we would that we would assume that anyway but um it, it is it is always weird and I've said this with Amber's pictures as well like whenever Amber's trying to show something it's the, the pictures are just so strange they never look natural you know there's always these strange pictures like a completely completely tidy room and then just one or two things that are out of place and it it looks like a really bad job of setting something up like staging something. Um, again it doesn't even prove a great deal and I think again I just feel like if you're going to do the, take these pictures I would, I would expect you to take the picture in the moment so why don't you take a picture when Johnny allegedly is throwing these things so if he really is doing that take the picture when he's doing that grab a quick shot grab a quick a video like you did I think Amber did try but the only time she managed to cut Johnny do anything was in that video that we've seen you know the one where he's uh, in the kitchen he's slamming the cabinet which again Happens, it doesn't. It doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't prove that Johnny was an abuser, uh, because Amber's really gaslighting him in that clip, and he doesn't react to her. You know, she's she's trying to be manipulative. You know, in a very sweet, innocent way. Like, what happened? What happened? Um, you know, as in, that, yeah, that's always gonna. That's always a good question when someone's raging. To keep asking them what happened. I mean, they'll tell you if they want to tell you. And clearly, Johnny was in no mood to talk. Um, and we have those moments and trust me, if I'm, if I'm annoyed, the last thing, I want to be do, uh, last thing I want to do is talk to someone uh, or have someone you know, goad me and try and question me on things and try and you know, say, oh, you were so sweet this morning. What happened to you? Because she, she says that. I hate that. You know, clearly something has happened. That's why I'm angry. Just leave me alone for a few minutes. Um, and, I, and I think that that clip doesn't, Amber might think that that benefits her and it probably does on some levels because so many people did think, oh, Johnny must be an abuser. But um, for me, what it showed was, despite the fact that Johnny's this angry and Amber's still poking him, he doesn't snap at her. He never snaps at her. He not once snaps at her. Uh, Not verbally, not physically. So, again, you know, I think I just think that that's the truth, that she probably did try to get more videos of Johnny, but she just never succeeded. So she resorted to staging pictures. Um, because otherwise, like I said, if she, if Johnny was doing all this constantly because she claims Johnny would always be trashing things, well, provide the evidence then, you know? And even in the audio recordings, why is he not trashing things in the audio recordings? Why is it always Amber beating Johnny up in the audio recordings? Because maybe, maybe just maybe, Johnny wasn't doing the things that Amber claims. Um, so I would say, personally, that a lot of Amber's witnesses did not benefit her the way she'd imagined. Not one bit. And that brings us to the end of this episode of The Virginia Truth with me, Knackle. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this show and I hope you will join me for the next episode. Until then, take care and don't believe everything the media tells you. Goodbye.